Welcome to Better Overhaul Saul, an episode-by-episode podcast about Better Call Saul, beginning with Season 3. I'm Talia Ripley. And I'm Ethan Crane. Because Better Call Saul is a spin-off series from Breaking Bad, um, just to warn you that we do talk about lots of Breaking Bad spoilers. This week we've talked about Episode 4 of Season 3, Sabrosito. This week we decided that Gus is the best boss ever in fast food retail. We enjoyed Hector's assault on the American dream that is Los Poyos Hermanos. And Ethan formulated a theory that the best fictional characters are also the politest. No, I didn't buy it either. So I think this episode, this fourth episode here, pretty much confirmed the sort of idea we were having in the last podcast, wasn't it? That Medical Saul really isn't really a spin-off series about Saul Goodman. Mm. It's a... Uh, origin story for the whole of Breaking Bad because did you notice how like we were halfway through this episode before we even saw Saul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very much Mike's Mike's This was Hector this and, Mike and Mike. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and Hector of course. You know, Hector's become a character in himself really here, hasn't he, as well? Like he's Yeah. He's now has a sort of character arc you're thinking about a little bit, aren't you? A proper yeah. evil malevolent good yeah. bad guy. Yeah. You know, which he's He's a bad, bad guy, where Gus is a good, bad guy. <laughs> a good, bad, yeah. Well, yeah. he's, no, I, mm, he's a good, bad, bad guy. A good, bad, bad guy. As opposed yes. to a good, good, bad guy. Yeah, anyway, a bad, bad, whatever. bad guy would be one that wasn't very good at acting. Yeah, yeah <laughs> But, um, so, so, so we've got quite a big chunk of this episode was about Mike and, and, and Gus. And Gus and well, Hector. Well, Gus yeah. and Hector. And, yeah. and there's a more of a wee bit about, um, about um, Jimmy. This time. So just before so. You, you go on to more of that, um, I I have, mm. to, have to say when we're talking talking about this, um, I read an article since the last podcast which was complaining about this very fact. It was saying oh, okay. that um, the idea of Brennacle Saul being a sort of an origin story for Breaking Bad, it, it called it um, fan pleasing. It oh, just said it was okay. like fan pleasing for Breaking Bad, and it was very critical of the fact that Brennacle Saul was doing this, and it said that it wasn't the oh. story about Saul in its own right. Now I don't agree with. I I like it for that. I mean, you could say okay. that the title of it is a bit misleading, that it's called Better Call Saul if you do that, but I have no problem with that at all. But Okay, well, I yeah. do think we, because we did talk about this last week, about how, in some senses, a lot of the pleasure that we got from, um, in last week's episode anyway, was, was about the callbacks and about seeing how things fitted and about, and we talked about origin stories and why there is such a pleasure in callbacks yeah. and things like that. And... And to some extent saying how, for example, when you introduce Gus and how that means a great deal, but it means nothing if this is a whole series on its own and how yeah. it doesn't stand up. I would say that, yeah, I do think this series does not stand up without yeah. having watched Breaking, uh, Breaking Bad. But I think in some respects, it's just like saying many um, long running things, you know, it is a form which is assuming that you've watched Breaking yeah. Bad. That's okay. You can assume that about your audience. Yes, you don't have, doesn't have um, to be a standalone series at all. No, yeah. and it does, and, and to call it f just what fan service? Fan, you say? fan service, yeah. Yeah, fan yeah, 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 yeah. That is, um, I think it's deriding the the concept of fan service. Yeah, really. I mean, I think there is a, there is a huge um, arena for this type of yeah. this type of thing where there's so many pleasures that we're getting from it because we're fans of Breaking Bad and we've watched Breaking Bad before that you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to do it any other way. It's like yeah. you don't have to. There's no kind of character introduction needed or anything. You don't have to learn about the characters. You never have to come across a novel character that you then decide whether you like or not. You already know no, you like these characters. No, it's a different it's, thing. It's a, yeah. it's a kind of universe world in which you're yeah. entering into. And I'm sure there's lots of parallels in other kind of art forms, I guess. But um, 
Yeah, I, I think I think it's well, kind of. Yes, it is fan service, but I think that's a really dry to be. And yeah. essentially, fan service would imply, oh, it's um, it, it it's doing something. It's it's fan service is when you chug out another sequel that's complete exactly. shit, but yes. just because and you just do the same story as before. Yeah. And essentially because it's a marketing ploy because you know that people like that. From oh, well, this yeah. isn't that at all. This is completely different from yeah. that, isn't it? This is a whole new story that brings whole new pleasures from original writing. And I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, it's making yeah. me rather cross to even think about it. <laughs> but sorry, I interrupted you were moving on to... Oh, well, yes. all I was going to do is kind of like order of the day is what do you want to talk about first? Because I was thinking of talking about Jimmy's section first because... It's sort of smaller in a way. Okay. But Strange, I don't know. because it comes at the end. But there we go. It comes at the end. So maybe <laughs> that's stupid. No, if yeah. you. Well, let's let's go let's go from the beginning because it's sort of. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So maybe start. Why don't you start with Gus and Hector? And, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the cold open. The pool scene. The yeah. pool scene, which I love because it reminded me of uh, Breaking Bad. Um, I um, cold open. So, yes. so I know, I know that. What? Because it involved a swimming pool. Yeah, just that. That was all. Oh well, I, my my liking of it was because I think I'm correct in saying it's the same pool in which in Breaking uh, Bad series yeah. four, Gus murders most of the cartel. Yes, isn't it? I think yeah. it is, and there's the yeah yeah, and there's that as a callback as well. Because isn't uh, the the Greek cartel member Don Eladio, His name is isn't he mm. the main cast member the main cartel member who Gus murders he's the one who he's mainly talking to in that in that scene I think I'm right in saying that I, I yeah I will go yeah. with that but I'm not completely sure so yeah. I'll I'm just nodding knowingly yeah. um yeah but, I mean there's a there's a lot of uh, references in this episode to that particular episode in Breaking Bad I think particularly with Mike and Gus at the end we'll come to that in a bit anyway yeah, yeah. okay yeah um I mean, it's just great for it's giving us lots of detail. Did did you my one question? Like this is just a genuine question. When do you think that scene is set? When is it set? Yes. What you mean when in our storyline? Is it yeah. set before our current storyline? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, I was thinking it was. Oh well, well the only reason I'm thinking otherwise is because they've already busted the ice cream parlor. Where in the next scene? Yeah, yeah, they? quite a long time before though. I mean. Oh, right. Oh, I hadn't tweaked that. I just yeah. thought so. I wasn't too sure. But A, yeah. Hector looks younger, doesn't he? Haven't he they does look younger out? Young, actually, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm sure. You're right. And yes. also, he's saying, oh, I've just opened. I've just opened an ice cream shop. Right. And we've had that ice cream yes. shop going sorry, for sorry, ages. Sorry, that, that confused me. Like, you're absolutely right. I yeah. know. Yeah. I wasn't like, yeah, yeah, it took me a minute. To, yeah, I had yeah. to think about it. So, this is a number of years before, presumably. And this is when mm. Hector doesn't even know Gus, really, I suppose, as he just knows him as another. No, Another... well, he knows Gus, doesn't he? We from in Breaking Bad in the episode you're talking about yeah. isn't isn't within that episode a flashback to or maybe it's around that point a flashback to Gus, um, Gus's partner boyfriend, yes, um, being killed by Hector. Am I yes, right? exactly. That's what I was referring to as part of the, the story between. So when did so the... when that happens and when this happens, I'm yeah. not too sure. That was sort of my question. Well, the so it was Hector who killed Gus's boyfriend, was it? I think I seem so. to remember, yes. We yeah. ought to have known that. So he's certainly responsible and that is yeah. why Gus is so angry at him. And, and the killing of Gus's boyfriend was a flashback in the in that Breaking Bad episode in season four, wasn't it? it if yeah. not in that episode, certainly close to that episode, yes. Yes. So, yes, so we're assuming then that uh, 
Hector was responsible for Gus's boyfriend at some point before. I think this that one. I think that when when he that comes in, that's very much Gus's introduction into the cartel world. Yes. So I think that ha happened before this flashback. Yes. So I think that's first. Gus loses his, you know, partner in life and 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 uh, business as well. I think was the proposition. Yes. And then, so already. So, because one of my questions overall in this this, this episode is um, is about Gus and what motivates Gus. Yes. Um, in much the same way, in a more sort of cheery way, I was just talking about Chuck and how Chuck must have lots of money and he doesn't seem to spend any of it yes. and what, what drives him. And again, Gus is a man who, unlike the cartel bosses, he doesn't like spending lots of money and he doesn't like the, the enjoying... Um, obvious signs of wealth yeah he also doesn't seem to enjoy power in that way he doesn't yeah. seem to get a kick out of bullying people no because of the absolute the best boss ever yeah. he's so nice we to we talk about that later <laughs> yeah. he's, he's that is a brilliant brilliant thing but he's i just wonder what what in fact i, I sort of wrote down what motivates gus and i think it's slightly answered Quite a lot later Revenge, on here, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and is so is that is that is it? That, but that can't be everything, can we? There's there's I, other ways of quite beyond, like, beyond running a beyond running a massive like meth distribution business to get his revenge, isn't there? It's kind of a wonderful idea that there's it's this just cold, cold, yeah. incredibly calculated revenge, and uh, absolutely yeah. slow burning, taking his time methodically. I do like that? Yes, I do like that idea. The the idea that. Maybe he's only doing it just to get revenge on Hector. He doesn't care about the money or anything kind mm. of thing. He's putting himself at massive risk, but in order to... Well, I'm sure... Surely Kogas can't have an easier plan. Yeah. I've got another question as yeah. well, and I don't know if this is... If I'm being stupid, but we haven't seen how Hector becomes disabled Hector of Breaking Bad. We haven't, no. So it's possible that it's something yes. to do with Gus, do you think? Yes. Although... Although... Um, it feels like he's had a stroke, really, doesn't he? You, well, that's sort of yeah, like, but, but maybe I, not. I, well, yeah, but I mean, maybe strokes can be precipitated by yes. other events. And really, you're, if you were a, if you were a medical school writer for this, wouldn't you be going, oh yeah, but hang on, but Hector's disabled. Surely we can use that somehow. Oh, oh, you've can, got yeah. to, well, eventually yeah. you've got to get Hector to that physical. Yes. Well, it'd be really boring, isn't it, if he's fine and then oh, just at some point. Well, yeah, I have to use everything. A, yeah, no, but I, I think you're it's, probably it's right. It's a big one. And again, this is showing just how much pleasure we're getting from all of the stuff we know from Breaking Bad. None of this stuff would would mean anything, would it, without uh, without our knowledge from Breaking Bad? And we wouldn't know. No. We wouldn't know about Gus's revenge. Why he wanted that revenge? Like they're not telling us here, are they? They're not going to tell us that no. Hector had something to do with the killing of his boyfriend. No, no, no that would be just because be it, they're assuming yeah. we all know that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't, you can just probably follow along. Yeah. But yeah, see, I'm still slightly burning under that criticism that that's just doing that down as just pure fan service, as if in some way that's lesser than another art. I think they're. Or... I think they're. They're. Conf that that criticism is confusing. Fan service, as in, like you said, with where you just pump out another identical sequel to an original story, mm. which is fan service, and this is not fan service. In well, any way, I, I suppose it would be if it was done badly, but it's done. Yeah, so it's well. not. It's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah but maybe. So, do you remember how I said last episode? I think this is my favourite episode ever. This is my favourite episode. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm not so sure. But I did. Oh. I did. I did. Did definitely love this. Um, yeah. I did love. So the opening bit. What else do we learn that the um, 
So the winking Greek, that's why, that's what the um, ice cream shop is called, isn't it? Have we seen that it's called that before? Well, we've seen the title, but I've never really looked at it before, to be honest. So, we, What, we've seen the ice cream shop called mm. that? Oh, okay. Well, we've seen the ice cream shop, and I can't tell you if it's been called that, because I don't remember right. reading it yes. in particular. Um, I'm glad you reminded me that that was in the past. That I had confused me slightly. The, the cold opening scene was in the past, and Hex was looking younger. Yeah. I hadn't quite noticed that. <laughs> but so... Yeah. Um, just the, the, so I guess the next bit is is when you have Hector and all his guys. Um... Yes, sorry. One more thing about the mm. swimming pool cold opening oh, yeah, was yeah. Um, slightly, find it slightly odd that um, Gus sent a t-shirt with the sort of the logo of his restaurant from which he runs his like drug distribution out as a sort of advertisement for himself. It seems a little bit indiscreet for Gus somehow. Um, well, I wouldn't say it's desperately indiscreet. It doesn't matter. That much if this man uh, is seen wearing that t-shirt. Suppose He's a not Mexican going policeman who knows very well that Don Eladio is a cartel boss sees him wearing a, Do a Los Hermanos t-shirt. Do you think he's going to assume anything? Probably not, actually, Probably would not you? Really. Yeah. Okay, no, no I'll, I'll, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I did quite, sorry, I was just thinking about the brilliant one-upmanship with the money and everything like that. Yes. <laughs> and you've got, you've got Hector making some snide homophobic remarks about... Uh, oh, what's it called? Let Hermanos, you know, it's not the brothers, the chicken brothers, it's the... The butt brothers. The butt brothers, I think, really yeah. horrific. Yeah. And then, and I, I sort of like the way that that almost turned when they brought in the money, which is obviously a bigger pile. There's just yes. a bit like massive one-upmanship of we've got a bigger pile of money than you've got. Yeah. Um, but that he also says, I really like it, it's so clean and neat which is stereotypically associated, you know, qualities associated with male homosexuality, yeah. um, which is you know, obviously a stereotype that you could argue with, but also is true of Gus. Yeah. And I just wondered if that was the, um, the cartel boss sort of saying, oh, actually, I don't really care if he's gay, if he's bringing me this much money. And also, not only that, I want you to be like that. I want you to imitate his... Um, those sort of qualities. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a reference to Gus being gay, actually. I'm not, I don't know about that. Okay. But possibly, yes. I'm reading too much. Yeah. Um, so, also, a little bit, we were talking about, um, and in a bit of a confused way the other week, about the, um, the cartel and how, how the cartel is in relationship to, um, like, like the difference between Hector's relationship with the cartel and Gus's relationship with the cartel. Yes. And we're a bit lost, aren't we? We just sort of feel that somehow Hector's a bit closer than Gus is. Well, we have a little bit more information. But now we've got we? a bit more information. Yes. So that basically, we see that they were both very much both got the same deal in some way. In the ways. cold open. In the so cold open, ago, yeah. Yes. yeah. So they both seem to be kind of level pegging, and it looks like certainly at that point, um, Gus is like ahead of Hector, and who knows if maybe Hector's produced a bit more lately. But it seemed very much they're just sort of, you know, on the same level. Yes. But at the same time, um, there just seems a little bit more, Hector's a bit more... Well, he would... He one has of more, the type, doesn't he? He would seem to have more family ties to the cartel. Yeah, and more yeah, kind of like historical so. association. Because what's it. the idea is that Gus's character is from... Is he Puerto Rican South or America? South American or something? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember, but not Mexican. But not Mexican, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay. So that just gives us a little bit more answers, but not so complete answers, because no. also, because this is like taking into the scene in the um, in the restaurant yes. itself. Um, 
And also, also, you've got to talk about this wonderful collision of worlds. Yes, but just just carrying on with what you were saying just there, mm-hmm. when when Hector says um, says you are you are my mule, he says to okay. to Gus, doesn't he? So this is later on. This is when in he's the, in the restaurant. in the office. In yeah, the one, it's when it's just him and Hector, him and Gus in the office. Hector and Gus in the office. Yeah. He says. Uh, Gus says we both work for the cartel. Yes. Says no, you are my mule, doesn't he? So you feel like he's got some kind of sway over Gus there, don't you? But yeah. I don't know what he's thinking he's got. Well, we don't know, and we don't know. Gus obviously has got a plan. Yes. Because he's bound to have a plan. Yeah. Um, and we don't know if this is just like the equivalent of two people who are working, and one person just thinks they're a bit of the boss's favourite, so they reckon they can bully the other person. It, that's how it felt like to me. Yes, because we don't know the we don't know the current relationship with Don Eladio or who whoever is still well it must be Don Eladio is still the boss because we know he's still alive until Breaking Bad so sure. we're guessing it's still him yeah. yes yeah um, so we feel like maybe Hector's got a little bit more sway with with him now or something or certainly Hector seems to think he has anyway Hector yeah. thinks he has yeah and that might be on some although Gus does say him. does Borsa know about this doesn't yeah. he yeah. And Borsa being that he's the other guy in the cold opening, isn't he? The one that comes in with the two other guys. We've seen him before with the cousins, haven't we? Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, in Breaking Bad. In Breaking in, Bad, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so he so, says, does Borsa know about this? So, so hang on, is Borsa um, ahead of Eladio? It feels like Borsa is probably in the middle of Don Eladio and Hector. a sort of diagram. You want a crime a... family syndicate family tree? Yeah, not a fam- <laughs> well, family tree. You, you know the things you have at work where you have a kind of... Yes, yes. I can't think of the word, but yeah. That would be handy to run alongside it, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, it's good that we don't exactly know. We don't. It's not like we're certain that Gus can just go to the cartel and say no. he's he's picking on me. He's not allowed to. And actually, we kind of feel he probably can't, don't we? Because yes. now we know that Gus is going to come up with all these amazing plans, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is what we love for which Gus. Which is what we want yeah. Gus to do. Yeah. Yes. And obviously, I guess it wouldn't look good, would it? Because it's a sign of weakness and you're not supposed yes. to be like that. Yes, um, we certainly don't think that is what Gus is going to do. No. Yeah. So going back, you just wanted mm. to talk about the collision of worlds of yes. the of Los Polos and Manas yes. serving everyone as yes. they normally do and then Hector coming in. Yeah. It's lovely. Because <laughs> it's a reminder that Gus is maintaining this sort of complete, like, he's not just... Everybody, everybody he employs in that place is totally innocent, aren't they? As yeah. he says, civilians. Yes. So this, you feel like when he said the word civilians, you feel like there's some kind of agreement that they will keep civilians out of this kind yeah. of thing, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it just seemed so bizarre to have this, you know, dodgy guys coming in, um, and just kind of this lovely, shiny, like this real American dream kind of thing. Yeah. And again, you know, that's very much echoed by, by the words that Gus uses later on when yeah, he's rousing his troops. But it's also in a sort of American dream, sort of fast food place, isn't it? But it's also an American dream in as much as there's probably no no fast food outlet in the whole of America that, where their staff are treated quite as well as that, <laughs> yeah, you think? Well, oh, what is it? Yeah, as no, far as no. Gus being the boss, giving you 24 hours overtime. And this yeah, sort of yeah. That, that is quite... Suspicious, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is a very good and and decent employer. But well, I mean, like, I like the way you mentioning about the American dream there, because this is kind of what you th- you know anyone could go and work anywhere like this and work their way up and they'd be treated really well. But we know there's actually a lot more grey yeah, areas yeah. than that it, in the American dream. It does feel like great yeah. lurkiness. Um, but it is, yeah. This that that young man who says I'm the assistant manager and yeah. he is. 
I, utter, I, I don't know what to do about this scenario. And then, and then when he's asked to leave, he's really quite worried about Gus as well. Oh, he's yeah. He's trying to call anyone. He's just, thing, you, know, yeah. he, he, you know, he's trying to do the right thing. And I do love the, oh, the bit where there's a, there's a woman with a child who obviously quite off, you know. she When Hector comes in. And Hector yeah. comes in and she looks, oh, I'm getting out of here, this is scary, and comes yeah. on quickly. And she goes to go out and the guy stops her and then... Nacho. Yeah, sort of, you know... I think I'm a little bit in love with him. He's rather got lovely eyes. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So he would be the sort, nice. of, the sort of guy that when you were younger, your mum would have warned you against, I think. Yeah, he wouldn't <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't be a good long-term proposition. But yeah. um, he does, yeah, he, they are trying to imply he's a he's a more decent guy than, yeah. um, than the rest Therefore, of them. Therefore, we're almost certainly going to die at some point. Almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if he's not in Breaking Bad, then, you yeah. know, you, you, there you go. You, you, your number's up, really. Yeah. Yeah, so do you think that, uh, I was thinking, you know, would that be, is that sort of a, a credible scenario? It's a bit like Albuquerque, but it's mm. a big American city. You saw, but quite close to the Mexican border, it's yeah. possible there is quite a lot of sort of like drug trade going on around yeah. there. Do you think it would be likely you might have three obvious, like, you know, uh, people, criminal people coming into a restaurant like that and you would feel that kind of fear? Is well, that a likely thing to happen? I have I no idea. I think... <laughs> I don't know. I would imagine it would be pretty unlikely. I mean, in Albuquerque, I don't know. Yeah. I have no perhaps, idea. Uh, perhaps one of our US listeners, particularly if you live near the Mexican border, maybe yeah. you can email us in and tell us, is that likely to happen? Because we really oh, don't know. All I was yeah. thinking of, and this is something that occurred to me, and obviously this is what Gus uses as well, is that um, I think we know a friend who ran a bar in London and did say that you genuinely got some dodgy underground people coming in and demanding money, protection money, yeah. which is... Um, you know, so that is there's always a possibility when you run any business, yes. I think. Yeah. Although I've never seen it as a customer anywhere. But I do like the fact that Gus turns it around because obviously all those people there he comes in and that they are suspicious. They are that you know, they must be thinking this is a bit this is weird. Yeah, they're thinking you know? that maybe Gus is involved in something underhand. Yeah. yeah. And so not only does he have to come up to the plan to defeat Hector, he has to come up with a good story for his staff yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. And his story's brilliant. Oh, it's great. And like you said, I think that the line, um, this is America. America. And, yeah. and you sort of knew that was coming from miles off, but it was wonderful when he threw it out there. Yeah, and they all clap. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, you felt there was almost tears in people's eyes. Just they ran eyes. back across the border. Yeah. Yeah. They ran back against all. But this is, it made me think, oh no, so now... It made me slightly anxious. Gus has said this. I promise you, they're not coming back. I mean, he's yeah, got but to don't stop you? I mean, you have so much in. faith in Gus, don't you? Think Gus will sort this out, and obviously we know he's going to survive. So because so we know for Breaking yeah, Bad, but yeah. but we have so much faith in we have as much faith in Gus's capability as we do in Mike's, really, don't we? Yeah. We don't always expect Jimmy to sort everything out perfectly, but we do expect Mike and Gus to. We, they are so capable of what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, he must have. And, and and I think, do you do you think there was that moment when he was tidying up and the, that's the moment yeah, when a little he smile comes up he with gives. his plan? Yeah. I did like that. Yeah. But yeah, but we don't know what it is yet, but that's that's good. I'm pretty happy with that writing, really. Yes, no, it was very good. Yeah. Um, so actually, we, we slightly missed out uh, a part there that happened, which is between uh, Hector turning up at uh, Los Bolas Hermanos and, and the beginning, we see... Um, Mike going round to his daughter-in-law's house and his granddaughter's yeah, house yep, for, yep, for dinner. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And I, I, I really liked this storyline in this episode because it slightly answered my sort of worries about Mike's character arc in the last podcast mm. where um, 
I was thinking, is Mike is Mike's story in a way kind almost of there. Over, almost yeah. there because now he's working for yeah. Gus, and here we see that he doesn't really want to work for Gus. No. He no. he wants to. He realizes that Gus is a criminal, involved in criminal activities. Doesn't want to be involved in that, mm. and. Do you think that's why we're seeing a bit more of his his granddaughter and his daughter-in-law? Because that. we think he doesn't want to endanger them. They talk about being safe, don't they, in their new house? Yeah. And you're kind of thinking that is what... Uh, it's fair, it's yeah. so important. That is, I mean, if you think about what motivates people, that's that's Mike's motivation, isn't it? That's Keeping his them safe, yeah. Sort of as much as giving them money, it's keeping yeah. them safe, yeah. And we've already had him him being a bit threatened. They threatened by the cousin, the cousins turn up? To the co the, the, yeah, the cousins were loomed over... His niece at some, what, some point, granddaughter, sorry, yeah. rather, um, at one point, yeah, um, and that's when he's point. kind of. I think that's when in the last season he sort of loses it and decides he's going yeah. to take serious action against them against Hector. So it makes you think, doesn't it, that if Mike? Well, we know that Mike gets more involved with Gus in the future. Mm. How is he going to square that question in his head, really? You know, because obviously his his granddaughter will always be in danger so long as he does that kind of work. So he's going to have to. That's it. Have to be a consideration for him. Maybe, maybe that, and that's in a way that's how I like why I like the writing of Mike's character because that's going to be a constant kind of bother to him, really, isn't it? That yeah. The more he does of this, the more he putting them in danger. I was slightly yeah. reminded, and I know, you, well, you're not into this at all, but um, of uh, Jean Valjean from Les Misérables, okay. which I know once we went to the musical and we all anyway it didn't go down well, but if if the character Jean Valjean is yeah. a middle-aged man who is a criminal and who makes a lot of money non-criminally and then has to through he has essentially a um, an adopted daughter which doesn't matter how but one of the key things in his life is he must not let his daughter find out about his past okay that's kind of it that's everything for it and like this huge huge epic novel is well big big chunk of it is all about that and stopping that happen and i just was and reminded of him as also yeah. because in literature he's one of like he again is a, a particularly like an older but a kind of heroic action figure as well in some respects yeah um anyway so and it is kind of that story isn't it really yeah he, well i mean it hasn't been said explicitly has it that he wouldn't want his granddaughter and daughter-in-law to find out but we know that he wouldn't want to know. Yeah, I, that's yeah. what I felt like when he went round there, like as if... Um, what, she was asking, are you okay? And he was sort of like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You know, that, yeah. yeah, felt, yeah, I don't know. It, it felt like this is a very, yeah. very different world from the one he's been operating. In a way, Mike's quite become Walter White a little bit, hasn't he, here? He's sort of like, I mean, obviously his, his the urgency of his situation isn't quite as, quite as bad because he's not got cancer, he's not thinking he's going to no. die or anything, but... He's certainly weighing up earning lots of money through criminal activities versus keeping his family safe and doesn't want his family finding out, which is the same as Walt's yeah, story, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But he's got a bit more sense. And he's certainly not as egotistical. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, he's not. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it is. It drives him. Did you notice in the, well, in, uh, so in, in Mike's daughter-in-law's house, I've forgotten her name, I have to remember her name after a while, mm. uh, and in lots of the other, well, we always have it in Chuck's house, but all the, it's very low lighting in all of these rooms, isn't it? It's really dark everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I I wonder if they slightly revel in that because yeah. you know to to 
there was a time when a television director had to make sure everybody was fully lit and, yes. and right in the center of the screen and that kind of thing. And it feels much, uh, you know, we, we much prefer the sort of more modern television where, where you don't have that so much. I think it's much more um, atmospheric lighting you could do, really. Isn't yeah, it? We yeah. have it with Hector and Gus in, Hector, in Gus's office, don't we? We have it in the... In when we have when we have Jimmy and and Kim and Howard yeah, and Chuck. Yeah. I mean that's obviously for Chuck's benefit as well. But uh, there's a nice shot of the all four of them face on. You can't see any of their faces. No. They're all in silhouette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they seem yeah. to be happy with that. Yeah. So just continuing on with Mike's story. Yes. Um, so like you were saying about he he doesn't he refuses the money from Gus. Yes. And why, so why do you think he refuses the money? Yeah, see, I think this is okay. So I think this was a spending time with his his granddaughter and just thinking, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a criminal. I don't want to be a man. He's ashamed. She'd be ashamed of. Yeah. I want to be able to come around here. Like I think he almost feels too dirty in a way doing this criminal activity, and he loves going around there. That is the point of him really which is what do you, th- do you think that because he was having a conversation on the phone with his daughter or in the car whilst he's doing some kind of vaguely criminal activity watching the ice cream uh, shop I, was thinking, I mean maybe I'm putting too much into that I didn't really say that well it's I, I think it's probably a combination of that and wondering if he's putting them in danger isn't it could they talk about being safe so Possibly, probably yes. those two yeah. things combined really did like the little bit of nice little bit of writing when he phones up his daughter-in-law and she says oh I almost didn't recognize your number you know, which is a nice, concise way of saying he hasn't spoken to her for ages. We know she's been out of the storyline, but yeah. just like confirming that and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what that means, he's, you know, which is. Although, in, in, oh no, no, this is quite a while ago, isn't it? When your name doesn't come up on your phone when you dial a number, you would just have the number oh, coming up when you're on the. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I, was yeah, thinking, yeah. I was thinking that wasn't very likely, but yes, that's fine, isn't it? Mm, maybe, yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting the digital. Because yeah. there's some other examples of technology here that. Um, just thinking about well, this is talking about the Chuck storyline, but Mike being taking pictures with a digital, uh, yes. not a digital camera, a disposable camera. Yes. Which, um, so we were talking last week, weren't we? We were trying to like try and judge how many years before Breaking Bad this was, uh, or, or or what year this was in particular. You were saying like a good way to try and do it would be by the technology, the phones particularly. Yeah. So we were getting early two thousands. Was that kind of no? Thing? Not uh, I thought like. A bit earlier. Like, Do you know what? I think there's some really good information and somebody else will have done this or possibly it's been discussed anyway. So I okay. think let's Maybe go. Maybe we'll have a look have and a look. we'll discuss this next Yeah, week. before yeah. we say yes. dumb stuff. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Mike refuses Gus's money. There is, Gus sort of is okay on that. He comes, you know, he refuses it from a lackey and then Gus comes to see him himself and sort of offers him, makes him a bit of a vague job offer yes. or at some point in the future. Now, Mike doesn't go no way. Yes, says, which I was expecting him to. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you, I was going to say, were you surprised by that? But yes. Yeah. Did, did you accept, though? Did you believe his, uh, well, maybe? Well, it was quite, it, it, was, it was slightly heavy handed, I felt, with the fact that Mike was reading Handyman magazine in the booth. <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah, I did, I did like that. <laughs> and you think, well, that's just off the back of, of uh, Jimmy having said you could do this kind of thing for a living, can you meaning fixing Chuck's door? Yeah, if you enjoy, well... It, and so it's a little bit of a heavy-handed way of saying Mike is thinking about becoming a handyman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah but Gus isn't offering him that kind of work, is No, no, he? no, Mike's thinking about it as a way of earning money, as an alternative to working with uh, with Gus. I, that's what I took, yeah, that's what I read but from he the does, magazine. But, yeah, 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 but why does he say... Well, that doesn't explain why he'd think about working for Gus. Because 
he's reading Handyman magazine and thinking this actually looks quite dull. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay, so he's thinking maybe this isn't for me. Yes. Okay, so I've considered this as an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. in the in so in in that the scene where Gus is off offering uh, Mike a bit of a job, it's obvious from really that uh, by getting by allowing Mike to uh, have the ice cream shop raided and have Hector's mm. business, that Gus wanted that to happen, really, didn't he? Because he wouldn't have allowed Mike to do it otherwise. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And yet it's caused Hector to come to his restaurant and threaten his employees yeah. and threaten him. Which, which he didn't th expect. No. Which is so, it's part of some bigger plan of Hector's, basically, don't you think? A bigger of, plan of, of Gus's. Gus's, sorry. Yeah, I mean, certainly he wanted to shove him out. It didn't... Maybe he didn't expect well, Hector I mean... to come round. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he did. I, yeah. But I don't. Maybe that's just a little blip. Maybe that's not such a big deal. Maybe it is a big deal. We really don't know. We don't no, know. We don't. We don't know, do. do we? Yeah, that's true. But I do like Gus's line there about because um, Gus is so calm and measured and reasonable. And, yes. You know, thoughtful about the way he speaks. But he says that he the reason why he stopped Mike shooting Hector was because a bullet to the head would have been far too humane. Yes. Great <laughs> and that explains so much like you say about Gus's motivation about wanting to avenge his boyfriend's death hmm. and uh, and really yeah, well, that was a bit, that was a question we've had from the very beginning of this series isn't it why did why did Mike have that note saying don't on his windscreen yeah yeah which we really didn't understand for how how yeah. Gus knew Mike was there that's another big question but there we go <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I might just let that one pass so you kind of feel that means that Gus must have people following Hector around everywhere as well, don't you, if that's that's the case? Um, they were in the middle of nowhere. Well, at that point, he wasn't tracking Mike, was yeah. he? So, yeah. Maybe Nacho's working for Gus as well, possibly. He's a he's a possibly. sort of double agent for, for working for Gus. Mm, yeah, could do. I don't know. And, well, yeah, possibly, yeah. There is a question about think, how Gus would have known. I don't think would. How, how would Gus have known that Mike was about to kill Hector otherwise? But... Nacho didn't know that he was going to do it. Mike was going to kill Hector. Well, right? he might have had an idea because he, he might have had an idea, about... but he yeah. wouldn't have known. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that's all. I don't yes. know. Yes, we might be told about yeah. that. We might. Know. It's not. It's not a big deal. So, shall we talk about our our nominal protagonist? Yes. Yes, we've got our nominal protagonist. Yes. So, I just yes. So, so one thing. One of the early parts was Kim. Doing lovely detective work. Actually, yeah. this whole section, I think, do you know last week we were talking about why is it, or maybe the other week we were talking about why is it that we like the legal bits and bobs of of, uh, of something like this or in other season, series yeah. as well. Um, and I don't think we really properly answered it, but I, somehow I feel this does answer it. The yellow pages. Well, yes, yeah. that's one part of it, but yeah. it's just sort of presenting something, they're doing something, and you kind of think, why are they doing that? And then you work it out. Yes. And it's really pleasant. It's really satisfying. And yeah. I think it's a little bit, I don't know, and there's so many plotty details. That's not a very way, good way of putting it. But okay, so compare it to a heist movie or a heist plot. Yes. When you've got a, I mean, you love a heist plot, don't oh, you? I love a heist you plot. You love a heist plot. Yeah. And I think a lot of people love a heist plot. And the love thing about 
the heist plot is there's a lot of little details and it all fits together. Yeah, like say Ocean's Eleven or something, or the most yeah, recent Ocean's Eleven that yes. you see them. And you see all these things they're practicing doing, you have no idea why they're doing them until the end when and everything it, is revealed and it all wraps up. Beautiful kind of yeah. step back and then you see the whole picture thing. And this is sort of little mini versions of that, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, little mini, mini, yeah. yeah, not quite a heist, but it's still a problem that they're solving and you are seeing what they're doing and you don't know what they're doing but then it's like patum which or, i think is, is is kind of like the model for almost all of the major characters in this thing isn't it like we see that with jimmy and kim we see it here with their they've obviously got a plan that's going on for to yes. get back and chuck we don't know what it is yet we don't really know anything about it yet yeah. but we see some little details of it hmm. Every time, like in the in the previous episode with Mike and the trainers, that was a definite yes. one, that is, wasn't it? That Absolutely. was like all of these details, and eventually we yeah. see it coming together at the end. That's for like a heist, wasn't it? I yeah, guess, a kind of mini heist. But and Gus is kind of the same, isn't he? And here we know that Gus has some real long term plan about Hector that he's sort of enacting mm. in some way, and and we know that he has to. Do something about Hector now because this is going to be. Oh, good, Gus is coming up with a plan. He's going I love a Gus plan. plan. So they all have the same sort of things, isn't it? Isn't so it? it's yeah. funny, isn't it? Because we were talking about how we liked seeing things. There was a pleasure in seeing things when we knew more than the protagonist. So Jimmy's in the middle of Los Hermanos, Los Hermanos, and he doesn't know anything about it, and we do. Yeah. And here we're taking a pleasure in the fact that these people know something and they are going to do something yes. and we don't. And, we, and we're enjoying the speculation. So. so it's nice both to know more than the protagonist and less than the protagonist. Just not exactly the same? I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I can't. Some top of my head, I can't think of a scenario of where you know exactly. But I think you might be right. I think when you know exactly what's going on, which is a bit like a, maybe a soap opera or something, isn't it? Where everything's kind of laid out. On the table no, not necessarily. I mean, soap operas often have like no. He doesn't know that she's doing this. So, I mean, it's kind of simplistic, but it still exists. Yeah, anyway. I have to think a bit more about that. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Interesting <laughs> that you can know more and less and both enjoy yeah. it anyway. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Um, talking about you were saying about uh, Kim, Kim doing the plan of try yes. finding out who yeah. the repair yeah, is yeah. for. Exactly. Yeah. So that sort of is just a little thing in its own. And it's such a clever plan as well, isn't it? Because they must have thought, oh well, okay, he's gonna have to get his door fixed. So he's obviously going to have to he's going bring to have somebody about in that. House. Yeah, and obviously Mike's the best person to do for that. Yeah. Um, I thought we we've got another nice scene between Simmons, um, Jimmy and Kim. Yeah. And we just a small one when she comes in and she's got the number and he's really pleased and he's just looking at her like oh, you're just so you know you're really nice to me you're good to me. Which raises the question, doesn't it? And I'm really, are they a couple? Oh. Wow. Well, yeah, because they're not. They well, have been a couple in the they past. Have they have had yeah. intercourse. You know, they definitely have <laughs> as done as that. Very uh, formal way of putting it. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's funny that we don't see them physically intimate. Like there would have seemed to be like a perfect opportunity if they were a couple for them to like at least touch each yeah, other. Yeah, like a hug or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, something more intimate. But so, I, I'm not clear as to whether they are or not, or if it's even a possible thing that one of them's after and the other isn't or, or what I don't, I don't really I don't know. know it's yeah. not I'd sort of assumed that they were but they're so exhausted being lawyers you know or at least <laughs> or at least that's not a big part of the plot anymore that's just an accepted so so they're nominally a couple but they're too exhausted to do anything yeah. about it because they're lawyers yeah I mean well, that seems to fit lawyer couples that might it, be yeah. um I don't know actually but there's Certainly a warmth between them, and, and as we were saying, I think one of the tragedies will be that they will certainly yeah. not be working together. So, so that's certainly, 
it's a it's an underlying very low rumble in the story isn't yeah it? but we can yeah. tell that that's yeah that's part of jimmy's ultimate downfall yeah. so yeah. they managed to send mike in to um to fix the door which yes. he enjoys doing nice we, for him to fix, fix we don't actually doors. know what he wants the photo they want the photos for do we no you don't yeah which, which is good is i love the fact we don't know so we know because <laughs> you don't really know what mike's i thought mike might be bugging the place or yeah, yeah but so he's and I, I thought maybe it was just taking photos to prove that the damage wasn't that excessive, but that's obviously not Yeah, because he mentioned something to do with the gas lamp or something. Gas lamp yeah. on top of the Financial Times. That's it there. So something about... Uh, showing his... Showing his... Is that dangerous his... or something? You know, they might set it alight or what? <laughs> no. I thought perhaps, is he going to try and attempt to show that... His condition is actually... Uh, not as bad as he says it is. No, a, f a form of insanity. That he's not of right mind. Oh, how do you say that? he couldn't testify. Because who, in their right, you know, that this condition he has is completely fabricated. But he's not, he doesn't, uh. he doesn't hide his condition. And he oh, certainly doesn't was, appear. Yeah. It isn't that easy to call somebody, you know, the, you, you, you can't just throw around a... Insanity thing. So, so no, I'm not clear what you're saying. Are you suggesting that he's trying to say that Chuck is of unsound mind? That's going to be their case. Yeah. Or, or that he, are they trying to say that his condition isn't as bad as they? No, as no. He's just that up? he's making that, that he's of unsound mind. Okay. But I don't know. I'm not. I don't think that washes. Um, is that for reading the Financial Times? <laughs> no, no. But the gas, like the whole electricity thing, just that. But no, no. I don't think it works. Right. I don't think it works. Drop it. Well, just, just it occurred to me, the Financial Times is a, a, a British newspaper as well. Is that a newspaper oh. in the US as well? Yeah, or maybe. International yeah. one? Or, yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, I wasn't, wasn't sure about that. Again, if maybe someone could tell us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, you know, he, he gets the pictures. Yes. And then he, they. He have... says, but they, we do have the line there we want to mention of, uh, I think we need to discuss something about the rule of thirds, but there we go. Yes. yes. <laughs> so what is the rule of thirds? So, you know, in sort of in painting or photography or something, there's this idea that if you divide a picture into thirds, you know, vertically and horizontally, yeah. the points at one, uh, which you want to position your sort of focal objects, yeah. the intersections of those points, so you've got kind of like four points on the picture. That's It's kind of, it's, it's pleasing on the eye to have a third of the picture to one side and two thirds to the other, or two thirds above and one third below. Uh, yeah. Not halfway. No, dead in the middle. No, curiously, not halfway. And, you know, it's you can take a bunch of pictures and look at them, and people will judge the ones that are more aesthetically pleasing be the ones that have objects in this sort of rule of thirds manner. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I do remember from art lessons at school. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, good one. Um, I did look up the other reference, the Amstel Adams of covert photography. Oh yes, what's that? He was a famous American photographer who did a lot of wildlife photography and famous pictures of. Um, Yosemite. Okay. Um, he died in the 80s, so I guess he'd have been active in the 50s or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't know much. So I what, just what looked at very quick, of what? quick of... Wikipedia entry. Um, Jimmy calls Mike the Amstel Adams of covert photography. Covert photography. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fine. I think that's kind of what we need to know. He's a photographer, basically, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you do look at some lovely black and white pictures on the uh, you can Google of him, but uh, I guess he's probably a better known American character anyway. Yes. Um, but yeah, so more or less, we're just down to that final scene with the, you know, a lawyery legal scene with Kim and, and Jimmy on one side. And, and Howard and, yes. Yeah. 
which is I love first of all the introductions when they come in. Yes. Very curt. Yes. Minimal. Um, there's a beautiful look between um, Jimmy and Kim at one point when um, when the prosecuting lawyer is being really chummy with uh, oh, with, yes. with uh, Chuck, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Talking about the something about the choir Talking boys about and... his um, her aunt and how she couldn't stand had a sort of relating it to any something that Chuck's yeah. having and how she couldn't stand the, the noise that the, the pitch, pitch. Of the choir boys or something. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and they're very cosy and they're loving her. I really like her, actually. Yeah, she's, she's great, great, isn't yeah. she? She's very sort of friendly and authoritative, but, you know, yeah. um, she's a great figure. And when she makes Jimmy apologise... Yes, and, oh, cause, cause you, you're thinking, like, you're thinking, oh, this is awful for Jimmy, but he so turns it around, doesn't he? Yes. It's a brilliant apology, or non-apology, if you no, like. Yeah, <laughs> but I couldn't... We couldn't... Um, no brother should No one that. should treat his own brother, brother like that. That's it, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, it's great. But then, even better, that with the sort of like the finale is Jimmy waiting for Kim after she's had words with mm. uh, with Howard and Chuck afterwards. So okay, out. so yeah. what does uh, she say? Let's just remind, remember what she, what conversation does she have with Chuck? And... So she's talking about she's saying about how the tape, yeah, won't be admissible. Ever. She's trying yeah. to say that they can't use it in evidence. Yeah. She's going to try and put a stop on it somehow. And they're saying, oh, I think you'll find that at these cases, it's not like, like if it, you couldn't yeah. use it in a proper trial because it was taken without Jimmy's permission. Yes. But actually they're saying, oh, well, there, this, there's a lower um, burden of proof in this or something. Yeah. Yes. They're saying that they, yeah. they have higher standards in a bar, bar Yes, case, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but Chuck does admit, doesn't he, that the tape that Jimmy destroyed was actually the duplicate Duplicate tape. and there's yeah. the original somewhere else. So I... Yes, yeah, so I'm wondering if that was what they were trying to find out because of Kim's bingo to Jimmy at the end. Copyright. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well or I was wondering if you, if there's going to be something about how you know you've got the original with Jimmy's voices recorded on some way of when you make a copy of something, yes. if that's not a sort of a, a legitimately um, uh, doesn't have legitimate fidelity to the original or something. Well, no, but he destroyed the copy. Maybe it's because oh. he destroyed the copy. So he destroyed a copy, which... Which isn't the actual... Which doesn't... So he didn't destroy the actual tape that was... So it isn't his personal property, but it was his tape. Was he? I mean, he'd have sort of bought the tape, wouldn't he? But maybe because of copyright rules, it actually should belong to Jimmy. Or maybe because he hasn't actually so destroyed the evidence. he hasn't yeah. destroyed... The evidence. Well, it doesn't say the evidence, it's his personal property. And remember, there's a big lot of fusses. They don't yeah. say it's a cassette. They they rule it down to personal property. So they made it personal property. And they didn't want the word cassette being used somehow. Or they got rid of that. Was That was important, wasn't it? Yes. So... So now it, they have to, if they can prove it wasn't his personal property. Yes, and maybe a duplicate tape wasn't. So anyway, I think they've left it deliberately ambiguous enough for us not to be able to work it all out, haven't they? But, but the great yeah. thing is, because it's sort of, it's not that inspiring watching it, although it's quite nice, the sort of business of, the, like I said, I enjoyed the acting and the yeah. sort of frostiness and like that exchange. But as a viewer, it's a bit depressing because we love Jimmy and we want him to win and it yeah. seems a bit down and then this discussion doesn't seem to be good either. You're thinking, yeah. oh, this isn't going to go well. So you're ending up with, you know, you're getting near the end of the episode and feeling, mm. and then the two of them, Jim's, um, like Kim's sort of quite straight face, looking a bit grim, but it's 
you know, Jimmy's saying, how's it, well, what, 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 what? And she just says, Peter. Yeah, and you're, and you're like, like yay! <laughs> like, I don't know what, but... There's a lovely look. shot of the two of them walking out, it's sort of the symmetrical shot of them both walking out to the doors, isn't there, into the light kind yeah, of thing, yes, both in the yes, same way. Yes, it's really it is nice. a good end shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's, that's what is great yeah as you're saying that whole legal procedure and just like i don't know what's going to happen but yes i, I really out. can't wait to watch next week mm. yeah so now we're doing this at uh lunchtime on tuesday aren't we just as the episode released we might be doing a breakfast next week <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I've, uh, i think i've changed my work schedule actually I'm not, like, i was gonna work on tuesday i'm, I'm gonna send the children to school now, early so. just so we can do it. yeah yeah oh any more anyway we've we've well, just going back to, I mean, why I said this is, you know, even I like this episode even more than the last one. I think we've mm. discussed most of the reasons why, in a way, that it's it's kind of better called Saul's sort of model of great screenwriting, really, is the taking fantastic characters and giving them situations where they have to be their utmost best selves and come up with their ultimate plans, like Jimmy's legal plans, or Jimmy and Kim's legal plans... Mm. Mike's ability to, what well, we saw in the previous episode, yeah, we saw yeah, his definitely. ability to, with the shoes and whatever, he come up with a plan. And now we have Gus having to overcome Hector. We know that he's going to come up with something yeah. great for that. It, and it's just endlessly watchable, really. It it's is, a, yeah. yeah. It's people doing things they're good at is very pleasurable to watch. And I very much like the sort of the scaling up of Hector in this episode. And I hope mm. that he will remain to be, he will continue to be a prominent character because... That was one of the things that worked really well in Breaking Bad, I thought, was in season three. We had the introduction of Gus, Mike and Saul all in season three and like three amazing characters. Mm. And the kind of new seasons need... Oh, sorry? Sorry, I think, I think Saul was in two. Was he in two? Yeah, I think so. Maybe you're right. Sorry. Okay, but maybe, maybe near the end of two. But okay, in yeah. two and three. But yeah, yeah, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, you yeah, need yeah. to bring in new good characters to keep a series fresh, I think. Um, yeah. Although Hector's not a new character... He's been a very minor character up to now, and if we can, maybe we'll see him as being more of a character in this. Yeah, because yeah. he, he does give me make my skin creep. Completely. Yeah, he, he is really, very really scary. Yeah. He is very scary, and like you say, you can have characters like um, we're talking about the cousins in Breaking Bad who were scary, but not really, you know. Yeah, and, it's and a bit cartoony. A bit too cartoony. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just scary. <laughs> he's a really nasty piece of work. Yeah. And just and and homophobic, which I think <laughs> is probably the least of our issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just bad. And I have, well, I have one more thing. Thing actually, mm. I, was, I was wondering is that I noticed that possibly if you were to think about all the great characters in both this series and in Breaking Bad, and actually, mm. we'll talk about all in Breaking Bad anyway. But we have so let's go through just for this. We've got Gus, Mike, Saul, Walt, and Hector. Are okay. all really good characters and things. Now, I think my order of preference for who delight me the most are at the top, corresponds most with the politest ones, down to the least polite at the bottom. <laughs> so Gus and Mike are right, right at the top because they're the ones with the greatest manners and the most politeness. Then down to Saul, who's quite polite, quite treats people quite well, and Walt, who's really not, and Hector, who's just awful. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of my, my order of preference of characters. Right, okay, ways. this is a bit left field. So you're <laughs> suggesting that the greatest uh, fictional characters, our favourite fictional characters, are, are the, the most, most criminal, but also the most polite. Okay, oh, sorry. Yeah. So criminal and polite. So yes. you've kind of got a... 
a, a sort of like a quadrant thing where you could put so with t like a graph of politeness plus or minus and criminalists yes and what you really want is really polite criminals so yeah. i guess so for example you know marlon brando is a polite criminal yes godfather. although but but actually you maybe say you prefer um, michael corleone in uh, in the godfather because until he returns really nasty in the second and third ones he is even better because he's sort of like you know you see his humanity as well and politeness is about your humanity towards okay, other people so when you say po politeness you mean kind of decentness Dec well. decency i suppose yeah maybe that's a better we word don't include jesse he's lovely no so maybe why not? jesse's jesse's not complicated enough no, Jesse's Jesse's more complicated, I think, because Jesse is has elements to him where he's really not not decent and polite, isn't he? He's he, but but on, on, but some aspects of him really are. But I think it's when you have these, you know, like Gus seems apart from how he treats other criminals across him, mm. he's very decent. You know, the decency with which he treats his employees is impeccable. Yeah, but yeah. he wants he wants he wants them on his side. He's doing yeah. it. He's not doing it. He's doing it for reasons. But also Mike's decency as well in this is a. Uh, it's quite a big deal, I think. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's a... Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to just take that on board and have yeah. a think about it because I think okay. I have to observe, observe, absorb, absorb that. I might draw myself the quadrant and see where I think other people fit in it. Other, okay. other good characters. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that's probably the end of, end of this, uh, this one, isn't it? Yeah, I've got nowhere to go yeah. from there. So uh, if you can answer any of our questions we had there about uh, uh, about this episode, I think one of which, which was... Uh, if living you, near the border. If you live near the, like in Albuquerque, would you be likely to see people like Hector and threatening people in a, yeah, in a fast food Yeah, I don't like joint? the idea of us suggesting that somehow Mexico is this brooding hotbed of crime as well, which is just people looming up from it. I no, but the case. all the same, that the border crossing Although would be that, the place that where that drugs are coming from. That does give us this idea, doesn't yes. it? That's a yeah, but I'm saying, it, does that seem familiar to people? I've I, I got okay. a feeling not, but, but okay. maybe, yeah, maybe it does. Uh, I forgot what the other question yeah, was. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but never mind. If you if you do finally have the answer to the other question, uh, oh, do you have the Financial Times in the states as well? That's one of the questions. Fascinating, fascinating question. question. Yeah, but uh, you can email the podcast at betteroverhaulsaul at ethancrane dot com. That's c r a n e dot com. Or uh, there's a, there's a web page for each of our podcasts. You can leave a comment at the bottom of that. That's at ethancrane dot com, and just follow the links for the Better Overhaul Saul podcast. And otherwise, we shall see you next time Yay, for episode next. five. So five. Yes. Cool. Okay. okay bye. Bye-bye.